How's it going, Mike? Hey, Kyle. What's going on? Oh, I'm, not a whole lot. I'm in a good mood. I'm off. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're, uh, I'm done did you, for the did you year. work Friday? Yeah, I worked Friday yeah. a really long day so I could try to take off. I, I thought I might have to work Monday, but I, I stayed late on Friday to, to get things wrapped up. Nice, nice. Yeah, so I'm yeah, a free I, man. <laughs> I took, uh, I took Friday off just for the heck of it, yeah. and then uh, I I have to work uh, just Monday and Tuesday. Well, that's good. Get yeah. a little bit of a break. Yeah, and not it, as nice I, as mine, but it's enough yeah. of a break. And I I figure Monday and Tuesday will be. I mean, all next week really will be completely dead, so I probably won't have much to do. Yeah. So it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yep. It's been a good last couple of weeks though because I usually have dreams about work like so I I like work 24/7. <laughs> In the last <laughs> couple of weeks for some reason I don't know what I'm doing differently but I've been having like normal dreams which is pretty awesome cuz it makes you feel like you sleep. You know, instead of yeah. like your brain's yeah. trying to problem solve or something. So yeah, you're yeah, you're not really getting good. a break normally. Yeah. But the last couple of weeks have been good. It's like I was even telling Barb, like I've been having regular dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I had this wild dream that. Uh, there was this car that got stopped. I take Harley over this bridge, and there was a car that w- got in an accident. And uh, I was driving my 78 Fiat Spider, which I no longer have. But when I first came to Colorado, I had it. And uh, it was a convertible 78 Fiat Spider. It looked cool, like, but it mm-hmm. was a piece of shit. Like, it cost <laughs> a lot of – it was, like, red, and it, it, it just looked awesome. And, and it was good. It wasn't bad for an Albuquerque climate, but it was like the worst car you could have in the snow. Yeah. But, but I, I had a dream that there was an accident on there, and I was walking Harley, and my car was there next to the car that was in the accident. And then a, a police officer came, and he was riding an elephant. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that's weird. But I, like, pointed the cop to the car so he could go over there and help. And that motherfucker, like, took his elephant and stomped on my Fiat Spider. (laughs) And there was a bunch of babies following it, and they all crushed my car. And I'm like, well, that's a weird dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you still had the car, you you may not want to drive it again. Yeah, not drive it. probably a a sign, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that car was a good car, and um, I came up here and it just couldn't handle it. And then it was bad because I had to order parts from Italy. Like nobody had Fiat Spider parts for yeah. a '78, so it costed a lot. And for some reason, like that that thing that rotates the the tires on the back end, whatever mm-hmm. reason, it would like rot. And it would, I'd have to have it replaced like twice or three times. And it was like 
way more than the car that was worth. <laughs> huh. The car I bought, like, if I remember correctly, I bought it for like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that when I was in college. Wow. And yeah, I spent <clears throat> probably like five grand on it in repairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like uh, my my cars when I first you know first started driving. They were so so crappy that whenever they broke down, it just wasn't worth it to fix them. Yeah. So I just get get something else. <laughs> Most of my cars were my my first car was a hand me down from my parents. And it was sort of a muscle car. It was a, I think it was a 73 Maverick. Hmm. But it, it had a V8 in it. It was a powerful car. It just couldn't, yeah. it had shitty brakes. Like, it just, <laughs> even when I put new brakes, they were shitty. I don't know what was up with it. But, like, power-wise, that probably had more power than any vehicle, like, I, I have even have today. Like, it, yeah. it had an engine, like, they don't make those anymore, man. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a powerhouse. And then I went from that to like a uh, a VW Bug. And I had that for a long time and that was a 70 Bug too. I think it was the same year, 73. Uh mm. And then I went from that like I drove the Bug all through high school. And when I went to college, I I needed something else cuz it kept dying on me. Um mm -hmm. Mostly because of my fault. It, it would leak a lot of oil. And uh, I would have to feed it a lot of oil. And I blew the engine. Because I got <laughs> to do it one time. And yeah. uh, I, I then I got to the Fiat Spider. And that was an awesome car. Like, And I've always drove uh, Clutch. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Maverick was an automatic, but everything after that was a clutch. But, yeah, I had, had some crazy cars, and then when I got here, I, I I drive my cars for a long time. Like, I don't, like, replace my cars every so often. I let them go as long mm -hmm. as they can they can go. Yeah, that's that's the way I am too. I like yeah. to uh I like to not have a car payment. <laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. Matter of fact, the um I still have my Dodge Durango, but I bought a new vehicle and I just saved like over the years. I said just saved and saved and saved and I didn't want to have a car payment. So that that I was yeah. like putting aside money so I wouldn't I can buy a vehicle, you know. Mm -hmm. yep. and that Durango lasted me it still lasts me I still keep it up I still drive it I, I keep that one Barb drives it when there's bad snow because it's four wheel drive mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um, we have on tap OMAC and we have which I was surprised Juan it probably won because of your vote <laughs> your your vote probably pushed it over the edge. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. But uh, uh, there was another one that was close to it. I can't remember what it was. I thought it was a uh, swamp thing. They were, yeah, I think they were yeah. neck and neck for a while. Yeah. 
which I thought was going to yeah. win because who doesn't want Alan Moore's Swamp Thing? Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that Suicide Squad got beat by Phantom Lady, though. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even notice yeah, that. Yeah, so there was 28 votes, and there was 39.3% uh, OMAC, 17.9% Phantom Lady. Uh, Suicide Squad was only 7.1, and uh, hmm. Saga of the Swamp Thing, 21 through 23. And the, the Suicide Squad would have fit better with what we're covering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm I'm glad Omac won. I, I was curious to read it. Yeah, I don't I didn't know if you would like it. It's got like a special place in my heart and uh, uh, artistically more so. Um, mm -hmm. The story's yeah. kind of uh, kind of like Hulk based, except it's a computer that uh, yeah. turns Buddy into. Uh, OMAC, and it's not mm -hmm. it's not the same acronym. It's not One Man Army Corps. They changed the acronym, and I can't remember what it was, but they they changed it's like one it. it's like one machine something. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I think they turned uh, turned the M to machine. Yeah, they they changed it, and the other thing, there's a couple things I like is Keith Giffen's <laughs> art to me has never looked better. And yeah, the colors it's just so popped. Good. Yeah, it just yeah, popped. It so looked good. like a Kirby book, like if Kirby was there. And I thought Dan DeDio, like, he wrote it very much with respect to Kirby, which I liked. But And he threw in a lot yeah. of, like, um, tie-ins to DC properties, you know, like Checkmate. He, th he threw mm -hmm. in a Sarge Steel. Mm -hmm. Um, he did a. He, there's a Frankenstein at the end of four. Yeah, yeah. And, they uh, uh, try to get Frankenstein to stop him. Malachi, um, he was in Final Crisis. Uh, the 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 guy that is sort of running underneath the building, like he's running that. He had that build a friend. Uh, Macari. Macari, yeah. Macari. Macari. Yeah. He he was a big guy yeah. in Final Crisis. Um who was the mm -hmm. other one? There was somebody else. Oh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, Maxwell Lord yeah. showed up. So it it sort of involved them all. And this poor guy, he sort of doesn't remember like he he he's like the Hulk. He doesn't when he take he loses control and he doesn't know what happened. He he wakes up and he's like, "Where am I? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good uh, comparison. I didn't even think about that, but that it's it really is. It's like the Hulk, um, because he, like you said, he doesn't have control and and uh, everything he says, it's like one or two word phrases, and uh, he's basically just comes out to smash stuff. Yeah. Well, he does care. Like, he has a girlfriend at that corporation. And, yeah, Cadmus. Uh, yeah, Cadmus. That's another one. They have a du du Duplex, or what is the name? Du du I can't du remember. Double X. Double X, double X. yeah, Double X. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he's in it. So it, it has a lot of, like, 
continuity in it. It doesn't tell you why this lab is linked to Cadmus and uh, why it seems corrupt. But it, the book, you can't really tell what's good from bad because at this point you don't know what brother's eye, brother Eye's objectives are. <laughs> Other mm -hmm. than he wants to control Buddy. Like he wants to control him. Yeah. And this uh, DCU is not working for me right now. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up the issue. Uh, let me see if I can. It's been acting funny tonight. I, yeah, I, I think mine's down too. But it's by Dan DiDio, Keith Giffen, and Scott Koblish. Let me see yeah. if I can close it and come back in. Let's see. Uh, let me in. Yeah, I'm trying to get in on my phone now to see if that works. Looks like it might be working better. Yeah. Yeah, I loaded up on my phone. It's not loading on my computer for some reason. Yeah, I, I really like the art in this, and uh, Keith Giffen just, he nails, just nails the Kirby style, like the, the faces, the buildings, the, 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 like the body shapes yeah. of the people, it's, it's so like spot on. Yeah, I'm trying to see where his girlfriend comes in. Oh, it has Amazing Man, too. I forgot about that. Amazing Man is, uh, was sort of in the All-Star Squadron. He's like the Absorbing Man's powers. Like, he can touch something, like concrete, and then he becomes fully concrete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess his girlfriend doesn't come in in the first issue. He fights Amazing um, Man at the restaurant, and and that's it's sort of a circumstantial fight, because the cops are after uh, Amazing Man, and he thinks he's after Omac, but they're yeah, after. They say, hey, Rocker, you got to come out. And then he says, they found me. And then he goes out. And that's when Omac gets involved. And um, yeah. he did introduce Omactivate, too, because that didn't used to be like a verbal command that mm -hmm. would trigger him to turn into <clears throat> Omac. Yeah, I like how uh, when Brother I gives a command and uh, Omac re always repeats it. Yeah. I think the girlfriend was in the like the first page of the first issue. I'm trying um, to find it, but I... It's first or second page, I think, because when there was the attack on Cadmus, um, they... They were looking for um, 
what's his name? Uh, Kevin. Oh, I know why. Because I'm on issue two. That's why. Because <clears throat> issue two is where he fights Amazing Man. Yeah. The yeah. diner. I was on issue one, and then it switched on me when I reloaded it. <laughs> That's interesting. It's so much easier to read paper. I know. <laughs> I have it. I just I have so many weird like little issues with the with the app. Um, well, this I mean, one I, still I like. I do like it stuff, less. But... I, I I like the app, but I. I don't like I don't like it as much as I like the uh uh Marvel app. I find the Marvel app is just easier yeah. to find what I want when I want it. <clears throat> yeah, and one thing I've noticed um on the DC app um it doesn't always it doesn't always save like the last uh the last issue I read. Um, oh, yeah. Like sometimes it, sometimes it will, because um, it has that section like continue or whatever, like continue reading. Yeah. Or and it's not Buddy. In, I think it's, it's not Buddy. It's Kevin Co. It's Buddy Blank is yeah, the original OMAC. And uh, her name is Jody Robbins. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. And then he, there's that guy. Tony J, who's also a co-worker that's always trying to hit on Jody. <laughs> and he doesn't seem to like Kevin very much. Because mm-hmm. there's one scene, like, when he gets back to work, and on his computer there's a picture of, of uh, Tony mooning him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like on the digital screen. But, like, if we look at one when they're in the office... And then you turn to the next page. There's like so much Kirby there. Like when those two guys, those two armed uh, soldiers are are on there and the desks come crashing down. I mean, it just, it looks like Kirby, like so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Like I said, the faces, the faces are just so like spot on Kirby. And it could be Koblish too, because I think Koblish... When we were reading Inferior 5, I think they were both working together. Keith Giffen and Koblish was inking him. Yeah, that could be. And they uh, have the, the Build-A-Friend there, too. Because she's in the first issue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty cool how her face just like rips apart, and there's these two cannons in her mouth. They just shoot it, shoot it, uh, OMAC. Because in the original OMAC, the Builder Friends were in those cubes, and they were set up, they were set to like be bombs, and they were set out to uh, befriend people and then blow up. Mm. So this this Builder Friend is more under the control of Cadmus. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, the first issue is really good. I like the first issue. 
it's pretty disturbing how <clears throat> the build a friend's face just kind of like stretches open and then yeah. the gun comes out. <laughs> you just see the face like stretched open. Yeah, so that that really establishes like Brother Eye and the supporting cast in the first one as he fights the build a friend and then he Brother I wants him to, to go underneath the building and destroy Cadmus. So that's why he ends up there. And then he's in like the middle of the desert. And he gets a phone call from Brother I. And then in issue two, that's the one that he's trying to get back to, to work and uh, runs into Amazing Man. Except Amazing Man in the original is a superhero, and this one he seems like an ex-con, trying to just find his way as he's working at a, a like truck stop, some kind of restaurant, truck stop looking place. Yeah, and. Uh... Then uh, Kevin tries to. Kevin's trying to like catch a bus back home. Yeah. And uh, I like how he the catches the of... bus, and there's the girl asleep right next to him with the earbuds in. He took her earbuds. And he just take, yeah. takes takes one of her earbuds and puts it in his, his ear. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> yeah and then we see Maxwell Lord on the last page <clears throat> yep wearing a very Kirby Kirby-esque outfit yeah unlike Maxwell Lord who's usually in a suit mm-hmm He's got a Cadmus type looking outfit, I guess. Oh, this one has the issue three has the Sci-Fi Man. Which yeah. Which is a cool, a cool name. <laughs> yeah, and it's. Uh, and it has the uh, Maximum Overdrive scene with Stephen King, where he goes to the machine and it just starts shooting out money. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brother I takes over the ATM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, being teamed up with Brother I would definitely have its advantages. Yeah. Walk by an but ATM. But he gets ar- he gets arrested though because <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, and there's a, there's already the... though a Homelad security um looking for him. Yeah. Yeah, they have That's why they are real- originally stopped him. Yeah. And he calls and his girlfriend uh, and says, I'm in prison. <laughs> yeah. And the prisoners sort of take him to their leader, who's a sci-fi man. And then you get introduced mm. to Checkmate, because Checkmate, Sarge still sends uh, three, the Checkmate elite after Brother I, too. I mean, after... Uh, Oh, Mac. Mm-hmm. 
They don't Maribel, look like typical whatever. checkmate agents, but they do have like the knights on their vests. Yeah. The little the little uh checkmate logo. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fight between Sci-Fi Man, Checkmate, the prisoners, Omac, everybody. It's just like a chaos. Yeah, that's pretty much like each issue is just full of like these big chaotic fights. Yeah. I love the art and... though. It's just so curbious. Yeah, it's the colors are really great. The um, it, it's just so so bright. The colors just pop. It does. Uh, I mean, art wise, it, it, yeah, it looks just like the um, Inferior Five. Yeah, that's why I liked it so much. I I saw that they posted Inferior Five number four, and I guess that's the last issue we got. I was hoping that they would keep going um, and release it digitally instead, you know, so finish, maybe maybe it wasn't doing good in print, but at least finish the story if they had it. Yeah, that would be really cool. Because I, I wanted to know what happened with Peacemaker and the kids that were in that mm -hmm. strange town, you know? Yeah. Let's see, so... So I guess, um, yeah, so I guess they just posted four. So, I mean, we'll see next month if they post five. Yeah, maybe. So that one ends up with, I, I guess uh, he can project himself as a woman. Well, I, I mean, make people see whatever they want to see because he hijacked, uh, sci-fi man hijacks the car at the end as a beautiful hitchhiker and then takes the car from the the guy and then issue four introduces bio gators <laughs> they're, they're pretty kind of interesting because the design of them is like the back ends look like real alligators but the front ends look like the digitized computer images of alligator mouths yeah and they they can like detach parts of their body too it looks like mm -hmm. and this app is really going slow for me on your phone or on the other just just in general like on both and in this one they have a classic build a friend in it like what they really look like they're in cubes and the legs are hanging out of the cubes and the arms are hanging out in the head. It's such a yeah. weird-looking weird thing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the body's like folded or something. Yeah, and this is the scene where he goes back to work, gets yelled at, says he's not going to get paid, gets mooned by his the other coworker, his screensaver. He's just having a bad day. And then it, him and his girlfriend kind of like get into a fight because he keeps missing and he doesn't say the right things at the right time. He just says, I need some time alone. And she says, well, 
You want some time alone? Well, I'll give you some time alone. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing an interesting shirt too. She's wearing a a Superman shirt with a question mark on it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering what that was about. <clears throat> and I think he finds out that he could jam the signal so he doesn't have to hear Omac. Oh, by by going into the subway, he yeah. lost uh, contact. He goes underground. <clears throat> but then it it kind of hurts him because then those uh, those uh, gators attack Bio him. Gators, yeah. That's because the builder friend just uh, opens up her arm and releases like these luminescent capsules into the water. Yeah. To create the gators, and they go hunting for him in the subway. That's... And then he ends up in the sewer, I think. It's like those little dinosaur sponges. She just threw them into the water, and yeah. then they formed biogators. How did he? Oh, he got the signal because he started to go up the the sewer, and he got far enough to get signal. And he said, "Oh, activate." Yeah. Came Omac and threw threw the gators out of the sewer, destroyed the gators. And Brother I gets a little uh, sassy with him. Yeah. Thought you would see it my way. It's not a good place to be because he he can't control anything. Which is sort of like um, well, the old the old uh, buddy Blank had I. I think he had memories of like what was going on, if I remember correctly. And then they oh, turned the OMAC. OMAC then became the OMAC project. Um, there's there's a couple of series. There's OMAC, the original Jack Kirby. It's like eight issues, almost like this one. And then mm-hmm. uh, it didn't do well. But but if you read that old one, I'd be curious if what you think because. I just think it was like way ahead of its time and people weren't ready for it. I, I yeah. just think it was just like way, way out there. And it, it, it just, I, I, that's why I loved it so much when I was a kid. It was like cool sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was an OMAC black and white deluxe formatted thing by John Byrne um, that came out with John Bernard. It was interesting because they didn't color it. Hmm. And then after that, OMAC Project, uh, which was actually Brother Eye, was created by Batman. Yeah. And uh, it warped humans into like these destructive OMAC creatures, um, which wasn't good. So Batman, instead of doing good, he did bad. He killed a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. Innocent civilians. But this is yeah. where, at the end of this one, um, Maxwell Lord uh, hooks up with Shade uh, and Frankenstein, and Frankenstein has to go after him. And one of the mm-hmm. things they did in early 52 is they, they like, cross over um, quite a bit early on. Yeah. yeah. And um, this one was going to continue in Frank Frankenstein, or no, was it? Yeah, it was Frankenstein, uh, issue five, and OMAC five, of course. 
and um, I noticed, I, I don't know, like, what you read for Suicide Squad, because I don't know, like, where you were, but I knew where we left off. So I, like, yeah. read, fi I read 5 through 11, and um, at the end of issue 5, there's a, a crossover with Flash, and uh, I, I, I wanted to go dig it out, but I had too much to read, so I didn't go mm -hmm. dig out the Flash annual to find out how it transitioned from issue 5 to 6. But, um... Yeah, I just read... <clears throat> I just read 8 through 11. Yeah. Um, it, that was, like, the the last arc, pretty much. Um, well, 5 was my yeah, favorite... I... 5 was my favorite issue, because... Um, we had the death of... Uh, the, we had we had the scene where they had that guy that took over for Waller. Yeah. And uh, in issue five... Let me see if I can find it. And I, I forget what his it. name was. <clears throat> I, I don't remember his name either. <clears throat> but Waller was out of the picture. And the revolutionaries were sort of part of... Um, the uh, Suicide Squad, and they had bomb implants put into them, just like the um, the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. And they brought them back on this mission. They brought Captain Boomerang back uh, from the mission, and the the guy ordered Floyd to shoot Boomerang in the head. Yeah. And he said, just for discipline, shoot him in the head, shoot him in the head. And he goes, and I, I just love this scene because. I love Deadshot. Like, I'm so biased. <laughs> but instead of Floyd shooting uh, Boomer in the head, he lifts the gun and he shoots Zebra Man, who has the force field around this motherfucker. <laughs> and the force field goes down and he pops that guy right in the head. He just fucking yeah, kills him. Yeah, I forgot him. about that. Yeah. And I, I just love that scene because you're like, how are they going to get out of this, man? How are they going to kill? They're going to kill Captain Boomerang. <laughs> <clears throat> but they didn't kill him. Uh, I just, I just love that scene. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> and that, I think it was five or six too. Um, they, uh, they take the implants. Harley Quinn takes them to a doctor, <clears throat> and the doctor's insane. <clears throat> but uh, it takes them all to the doctor. She removes all of the. Uh, the bombs, but then proceeds to try to kill them. And um, it turns out that she was a doctor that was in Arkham Asylum. So Harley took him to this like crazy ass fucking doctor and um, mm -hmm. tried to kill him. And then Batman gets involved in an issue. And there's a good Floyd and Batman exchange. And then I think we're at the issue that, that you were talking about or was uh, what she said, eight. Yeah, eight's where I started. Oh, seven was. Uh, I think my favorite issues are five and seven. Uh, seven, and, oh, because of Deadshot. Uh, yeah. I, I do want to mention yeah. seven because uh, he sort of uh, the the part. There was a couple parts that bothered me about the series, and and then it, it made sense. One of them made sense at the end, and one of them didn't. Um, the one thing I was struggling with is that they 
they tortured um, one of the the guards to figure out who was behind the the Suicide Squad, and they said, "Oh, it's Ted Cord." And I'm like, "Why would Ted Cord?" Ted Cord's a good guy. Like, why would he yeah. try to do all this stuff? And I was like, that, that is not making sense. Like, it, it just doesn't it seems so out of character. And it kind of bothered me early on because I love Ted Yeah, Cord. I was uh, I was thrown off by that, too, because it just built like the whole case against Ted Cord just builds and builds until you find out at the end what, what yeah. is really happening. The other thing that bothered me was uh well in seven he goes back to his uh his daughter deadshot it's it's sort of a deadshot issue he goes back home yeah and he's reunited with uh zoe and it's a it's a great reunite uh you know they hug each other and everything and then she shows him his new her new costume and it looks like (laughs) a strange costume like a football costume or some sort and she says, well, you can call me Live Shot <laughs> because I don't want anything to die. But the yeah. interesting thing is th- th- this is the part that bothered me of the whole series. There's only one thing that bothered me, and maybe I, I read it wrong, but she seems like she doesn't want to kill anything. But later on, mm-hmm. she has his gun. She has her father's gun, and she it looks like to me like she killed those two birds. Um, yeah, she did. She uh, the and that's in uh, eight maybe or eight or nine. Eight or nine, yeah. But it it kind of threw me off because it established her character. You know, like I don't want death. And yeah, she yeah, created I got that too. I was like, how? Why? Why would she do that? Other than it, unless it, she's just trying to impress her dad. I, well, I think she was doing it for a double, like, standard. Because that's how she got him to, like, pinky swear and say he would never kill anybody ever again. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, that that part read really weird to me. But this uh, number seven, I just loved it. Uh, because... And the... that's where the those agents storm the house, right? Yeah, they storm the house. And he has to go out there, and he he surrenders himself. But they start beating the, well, they he start eats. beating the shit out of himself. I mean, they the the FBI or whoever they are, they start like kicking him in the face and beating him to the ground. And he has his hands up, like he's like, I'm turning myself mm-hmm. in. And his daughter's like, fuck that. She's good with a <laughs> bow, a bow and arrow, and she fucking drives a, uh, an arrow right through that guy's knee. He was, she was kick. That soldier was kicking her dad in the face, and she just put it in his knee. And then he points the gun at the the daughter, and uh, he look Deadshot looks him in the eye, and he says, "Oh shit, he's gonna kill my daughter." And that's when he picks the mm-hmm. gun up and just starts tagging all of these dudes. And then his yeah. uh, teams of the revolu- members of the revolution, they come and uh, sort of save his daughter and him. Mhm. Yeah, that was a ten. That was a tense scene there. Yeah, I remember that one. And Zebra Man, he really plays a big part in this. He was one of the original Suicide Squads. He wasn't a revolutionary, <laughs> but um, he he 
he really plays like a he's a power to be reckoned with in this thing with his oh, yeah, force with field. His force yeah. field, yeah. So you got Zebra like Man, it. Deadly Six, Finn. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the thylacine. Um, Osita, Chaos Kitten. Uh, they're the revolutionaries, um, and then they have the guy yeah. who can run, who's Jog. Yeah, I love that issue. How it introduced the the one issue where it talks through his viewpoint. Like I actually love because that's where he actually dies, and uh, comes back later on. But it it's strange how he comes back. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Well, did you read it like it? Black Racer is his dad? Uh you know I you know what? I did not read it like that, but now that you say that it makes sense based on think, what I he said. I think he said. said something like He um, said um oh uh Yeah, so he he says I loved your mother very much. Yeah. But then he also he also says now it's time to come my son, come yeah. with me. Um join me and I'll complete your training. <laughs> and then he's like, no, I ain't going to have <laughs> yeah. any of that. Yeah. Yeah, really... so I'm not sure what happens there. He it's like he's dead, but then he just like refuse refuse to to die or whatever. Yeah. I think he was taking him to death. Yeah, that could be. And he was questioning God's, well if you're God <laughs> why can't you see this? Or you know, stuff like that. Why does God own a starship? I always think of that from Star Trek. <laughs> I really like the characters that he made with this uh, revolution team, though. Yeah, like, I, I do, too. I cared about all of them, and I want to know more about some of them because there's a couple of them that didn't get fleshed out as much as, like, the the one girl with the wings and the one that can teleport. They got fleshed out pretty good in this series. Yeah, they had their own issue. Issue 8 was pretty much their issue. Yeah. Um, and that was really good. I liked that. And the leader of the revolution, she got spotlighted almost in every issue just because she was mm -hmm. always doing stuff or controlling the team. Yeah, and other than the revolutionaries, you just have, uh, what, Z Zebra Man, Harley, and Deadshot? Yeah. That were actually Boomerang Suicide is still, Squad. Yeah, Boomerang is still alive, but he didn't <laughs> go with them. I love the relationship yeah. between Boomerang and, and Floyd because they don't like each other, but there's like this there's this weird loyalty because they've been together for so long. Like those are the when you think of the Suicide Squad, you think <clears> of those two <throat> because they've been there since the Ostrander. Like they're they're the ones that have always been kind of like the team. Yeah, they're they're they've been like the two, come two and go. core yeah. members that are that are always there. Yeah. Yeah. 
and they it, it's like they yeah they don't like each other but it, it's like they uh, they both understand how the other one works and they kind yeah. of respect that yeah And then uh, it comes back. There, there's this plot by a, a villain um, who's who you think is Ted Cord to sort of yeah. blow up this island home where the the girl with wings mother lives. She's like the president She's like, there. Yeah, and they discovered uh, that they're sitting on a bunch of oil. Right, and they had those two twins that they separated, and one one of them's gonna blow up the whole island, and mm-hmm. they sort of have to come to that conclusion. And then there's like a uh, big standoff at one of the cord buildings, um, on the top floor, and it's a very weird one. This this one was driving me crazy too, cause I didn't know where he's going. I'm like, <laughs> why the hell does Superman show up? Like, why yeah. is like they're they're raiding this villain trying to take out Ted Cord, and then Superman has him like on the ground, all tied up. And I'm like, this yeah. is weird. It, and the way Superman was talking, I'm like, God, he, he's, it doesn't sound like Superman. Like it, it it's so weird. I. He, he was looked... like, he was like so. He was like so calm, you know. Yeah. Like he was just so calm. And but he even like, what's crazy is like. So I really believed it was Superman because. So did he, I. So did I. He even gets the details. Like he pretends like he looks down and sees the girl in the van. Yeah. Like on the street. And then he's like, he's he's basically saying things that that Superman would say based on his his powers. Right. And it, it's interesting because uh, Floyd sort of, I, I think Floyd sees through it, or he he thinks yeah, something's I, up, and he's he'll he throws out something like, "Well, can you sign this for my daughter?" Yeah. And uh, he signs it like to Zoe, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, how do you know my daughter's name?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh that's when uh you find out it's the black mask and yeah and he he uh he shoots floyd right through that magazine yeah he does it did look weird though because it looked like the magazine hole was at the top and it looked like the bullet hole was in his chest like the center of his chest yeah it is it's it's like a weird it's a weird angle it's like a weird perspective yeah. And uh, yeah. as far as we know, he could be dead, but I don't I don't know if you did you read New 52 Suicide Squad? Uh not all of it. Because uh they revealed I think it was pretty early on that Harley I think Harley and uh Floyd died. Um hmm. They got killed and they were resurrected because they had these resurrection things. Mm. But uh, I don't know if it carried on into, like, uh, Rebirth. I assume yeah. it did. Well, because I, 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 don't, I don't think they would kill off Floyd the way they did. Like, I, I don't think he's dead, even though yeah. it, it sure looks like he's dead. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he probably is dead, but... 
but they can always they can always just say well the new 52 thing carried over and right he's res he resurrected yeah so we'll see and i like the conversation harley had with uh, his his daughter cuz she went to go tell him that her dad was dead you know yeah <clears throat> That's when I thought at the end, I thought the way it was going to end is like Floyd was still alive, but he had to pretend he was dead and Harley knew about it, but it didn't end like that. It stayed like he was dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did like the, uh, I like the scene where, um, uh, the leader, uh, Osida, she, uh, she rips Black Mask's uh, face off. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she had this look on her face like, oh, wow, that was attached. <laughs> yeah. Like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. I did feel like they, this was supposed to be 12 issues, and they took one issue and, like, crammed it in to one. Yeah. And, like... Because there was one weird scene where there was this battle, and it was all in one page. Like, they, they just threw it in one page. I think it was in issue 10. Um, let me see if I can pull it up. Describe it a little bit, if I can find 10. Oh, I think I see it. Um, where the, the helicopters are yeah. the helicopters are flying down on them. And the, you just see them kind of fighting with the soldiers. It's where uh, Harley's wearing Floyd's mask. I did like that. I did like that. Yeah. She like she he was dead, so it's like in honor of his death. She like grabbed his mask and wore it through this whole fight scene. And she picked up his guns too. Yeah. She's firing firing his pistols. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And I like how this guy Finn could like sort of uh, tell if he's like a, the truth and stuff is somebody's telling the truth because <laughs> he had that one guy underwater and uh, I like the questioning scene. Yeah, and then he, he figured out that Ted is Blue Beetle. Yeah, he knew immediately. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is really Blue Beetle. He's telling the truth. He's, you know. He's really. You can trust him. <laughs> yeah, you can trust him. <clears throat> and Harley thinks he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. But then Batman and the Justice League, they do show up later because Blue Beetle calls mm-hmm. for help. And they want yeah. to arrest the revolutionaries and um, the Suicide Squad, but that doesn't work out. The president pretty much tells uh, Superman to. Stand down, Superman and Batman. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, and she. Uh, she tells the Justice League also that the revolutionaries are are heroes and they helped save the island. Yeah. I did like though the the scene where the Justice League shows up and you just see you see um, you see Oliver's arrow hit the ground. And he's in the plane, and 
and he says we need Black Mask alive, and he tells them all to put down their guns. <laughs> I and, know what uh, scene you're gonna say. Har- yeah, Harley shoots <laughs> Black Mask in the leg, and <laughs> Green Arrow's like, "Hey, Harley's like, what?" I said, put the gun down. And she's like, I did. <laughs> I did. And, then, and then Osida shoots his other leg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool scene. And the art in this was really nice. Um, it is, yeah. Redondo. Uh, Redondo, yeah, I know. Well, there was a couple artists. There was Sam Pierre, Redondo, um... Oh yeah, Sam Pierre, Redondo. And I know I I know Redondo's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, One of them Redondo. though does like when he's doing like face like face close-ups, it almost looks like Kevin Maguire in some of them. <clears throat> like the smirks and stuff, the lips, the way that their their face is showing like responses and yeah. stuff. He yeah, does he I can channel uh, Maguire in a couple of them. And uh, I like that. But he created a lot of characters. Plus it's the first appearance of uh, Live Shot, which is his daughter. Which it it kind of gave me a Hawkeye vibe. I don't know if you ever read Hawkeye. Yeah. But he, he yeah. has his daughter. And um, yeah. reminded me of that series. You know, the Matt Fraction one. And they had the... Uh, uh, what was it, Dog Shot? <laughs> the dog, too. Yeah, Dog yeah, Shot. And that was a yeah. Hawkeye thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that Pizza series. Dog. Yeah. So it had, like, a vibe of uh, Hawkeye, kind of. So that, that would be really interesting because that kind of, I mean, it kind of opens it up for something more to happen with his daughter, you know? Yeah. Like it, like if she, like if she had her own like mini series or something. Yeah, I almost want to DM Tom Taylor. Like I told him I liked it, and he goes, he goes, thanks, man. But I really want to ask him about. I said, I just want to ask you that scene. You know, she's live shot. Why would she kill those birds? <laughs> I just mm-hmm. found that like disturbing. It didn't seem like her. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know if he was just trying to say she needed he needed she needed to do that to like show her dad how wrong it was or I don't like I want I want to know what what he was trying to get across because it yeah, came across weird to me. There's yeah there's a couple different possibilities I think like I was I was kind of thinking it was just more more that she was trying to impress them. Yeah. And and she's, you know, cuz she's like, look what I did, look what I can do. Yeah. And I know I I knew something was up though because Tom Taylor's written like Superman and all these characters mm-hmm. in that Injustice series. So I like yeah. I like knew he knew the voices, so when I I was shocked <laughs> that he was using Blue Beetle like that, like Ted Cord. I was like, this oh, yeah. is so weird. <laughs> and I was glad that it wasn't really Ted Cord. And then the same thing happened with Superman. And I was, I was just getting this like weird vibe. It just something wasn't right. <laughs> but I was, I was going along yeah. for the ride because I was like, well, that's weird that Superman would just show up like that, uh, <laughs> as they were invading the tower. 
Yeah, it was very. It, it was it was kind of setting up like a very anticlimactic ending because because uh, I think it was Harley or somebody said like, "Wait a second, we were all geared up and ready for a fight." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a really good series. But, I, I I wish he would have kept writing it, and I hope I hope these uh, revolutionaries are not. Just like throw away, because I think mm-hmm. I like. I think he fleshed out like four of them where you really got to care about the characters. They kind of remind me of. Uh, they kind of remind me of. Um, I, I forget the. I forget the the name they had, um, but they kind of remind me of the. The the group from uh, from Harbinger uh, and Valiant, the um, uh, Peters group, like their little the Renegades group. Or was... Yeah, the Renegades. That's it. Yeah, they kind of yeah. remind me of, of them a little bit because they're they're all pretty young. Yeah, uh, like teen teenage and and a little older. Mm-hmm. But this, I, I, the one thing I really liked about the, uh, Tom Taylor's take on on suicide squad it was so different from the other versions and you kind of you you kind of see the same type of things in every suicide squad and this one was a lot different which i really liked because instead of waller you had this other guy that was leading it and then you have um you know the the revolutionaries who kind of get caught up in all of it and right because the main focus it's more if you look at it it's mostly a floyd and uh renegades i mean a revolutionary story yeah 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 it was really good though i i I really like tom taylor he always has kind of a, a fresh take on things yeah So uh, I think we're at that point where we're going to have to decide what to pick. Yeah, so I actually came prepared tonight, which is odd. Nice. (laughs) Um, So I have my app picks already, um, which is a good thing since I can't get it to load now. Um, I chose... um, Flash uh, 62 through 65 from 1987. That's the Mark Wade. I think it's the start of the Mark Wade stuff. From what volume? What you said? 19. Uh, what? 87. Okay. 62 to 65. It's the Born to Run arc. The okay. uh, Kid Flash. Right. And then I chose. Outsiders 1 through 4 from 2003. Outsiders 1 through 4, 2003. Okay, that sounds good. I think... I think I'm going to go with uh, Supergirl 1972 1 through 3. That should be a dense read, so I'll pick one less. And 
This I've never read before. Uh, Tales of the Ghost Castle. Huh. Um, number one and two. I think it's one and two. Yeah, one and two. There's only and two issues on the app. What was Supergirl was from 73, you said? 72, yeah. 72. Ah, there it is. Okay. And well, that then, was good. Uh, Tales from the Ghost Castle? Tasel, uh, Tales of Ghost Castle. Of Ghost Castle. Oh, there it is. 75. Yeah. I don't even know this existed, to tell you the truth. I just came across it. Oh, that looks cool. And yeah, it's got it, Paul it, Levitz, too. And Nestor Renando can draw. I like his art. The second one is by Kaniger, Jack Olick, and Alex Nino <laughs> with E.R. Cruz. So. It looks a lot like the um, the all the other uh, kind of horror um, compilations. Yeah. That looks good. Yeah. yeah. So. So I wonder. I wonder if that Redondo is is related to the other Redondo. That'd be interesting. Nestor Redondo. Nestor Redondo. Bruno. Huh. They're both talented, but I I I I would doubt it, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like a um. Uh, Kubert family thing. Yeah. Or the Busima, uh, Sal, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Kuberts, the Kubert brothers. There's probably a lot of, like, families that kept in the. Well, I know, um,. It's even going down another generation with Emmy Kubert. She's doing a book for Image now. Oh, so, wow. Um, so is she... She's it, the daughter of Adam or... Oh, um, Andy. Andy. I, I, I get them confused because they look so much alike to me. And yeah. they draw so similar. Like, I can't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I have trouble telling, like, their art styles, but I, I bet you, like, somebody that's that knows art would be able to tell you the difference. I just can't. Their styles are so similar. And they're yeah. not like they're they're not like their fathers because his was very unique. Like you can look at uh Joe Kubert and you're like, "Wow, that it's a very distinctive style." Yeah, it is. It's one of those artists like uh, Kirby that you can like point out and you know it's him. But uh, it, it, it's very strange that like when Keith Giffen started to draw when I was younger in the 80s with Legion, I hated it. I hated Ambush Bug. I hated like his art style. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I didn't even like 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 Kirby at that time. And then, like, something, like, triggered in my brain, like, right around my college years. Like, I started to go – it might have been my freshman or sophomore year in college, and I, I went to a convention, and I just saw all these Kirby stuff, like Demon and Commandy, and I I just started looking at it. I was there by myself just looking through comics, and I'm like, wow, these look amazing. Like, it's like something triggered in my brain. 
and I had already read OMAC. OMAC was like the only thing that I like knew, and I decided and that I had. I decided, well, I'm gonna get all of these, and then I became like a huge Kirby fan. And then over the years, Giffen has just like I've loved him more and more and more. Like when Image came out and he came out with Trencher, I was like, what is this? What is this <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> and because uh, it was like an art style that didn't even fit an image like you look at mcfarlane and liefeld yeah. and it, it just didn't fit in there but man i i love it now i don't know what triggered off and the same thing happened with um uh the max creator sam keith i used to i used to hate his art like i i hate the way he drew wolverine with his hair <laughs> would go like yeah. He was already like five foot two, and his hair would be like another two feet tall, and I just hated it. And then he drew him like a hairy beast. Like there was so many hair follicles all over his body. Yeah. And and now I like love it. It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird how like artists that I didn't like at some point in my life have become some of my favorite artists over time yeah it's like the um uh yeah and i i really i like the uh i like the hairy wolverine i think it's uh it it looks really cool yep it's strange how my my tastes have changed quite a bit i don't think i've like not start started to not like something that I used to like, but the other thing has happened to me. And like when I was when I was reading Spawn, I've been on the Spawn kick. If you knew, didn't figure it out yet, but there's a Spawn yeah. and a Savage Dragon kick, like where I just can't stop. And mm-hmm. um, there was an artist in the when they had the white guy Spawn. And man, mm-hmm. I, I, I found his art just like jarring. It was too like photorealistic. Yeah. But as I saw it like progress, like after twenty issues, I was like, wow, he changed his art style a little bit, and I sort of liked it. And um, the the story just started to like get amazing. Like, I. I think that it's a benefit to read issues like we read issues, like not, not just read like one and then you, you read one another month and then another month. But when we read these in sequence, it it makes you enjoy it more. I think. Oh yeah, I agree. It, it makes you a, a, it makes you well. It it makes me anyways get get more out of the story, and then obviously I appreciate it more. Yeah, most but yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely, I definitely feel like, kind of like you described with Kirby and, um, kind of finding that you're liking things that you didn't necessarily like in like in the past. Like now, I feel like I, I just I appreciate. I appreciate pretty much, you know, ev- everything for what it is. And even if it's 
like a story or art style I don't care for. Yeah. Um, I can still find some appreciation in it. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, I, I think like the Spawn stuff though, like if I did not read it the way I read it, I wouldn't have learned to love it. Like if I was reading that month to month, it, because it's so, it's so decompressed that it seems like he's revisiting things like sort of it repetitively. Yeah. But yeah. when you read it, when you read it all at once, you see all these threads and you, you see the thing that he did really good is like conspiracy theory and religion. Like, it, mm-hmm. and that, that like just blows my mind. Cause Phantom Stranger, uh, it's one of my favorite books in the new 52 <laughs> because of the religion in, in it. Yeah. Like I, it, it just blew me away that they made him Judas, you know, even though they kind of hinted towards that and like the secret origins book, but um, <clears throat> they, they went further with it and he really was Judas and he was like seeking redemption. And mm-hmm. anytime there's like religion involved for some reason, I, it's, it like scratches an itch for me. Like, if it's like religious horror, like the show Evil or something like that, I like I just like latch on to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it is. And then you throw in conspiracy theories, and I it, it is so good. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's uh, whenever I, I think it's cool whenever they can mix in. Um, whenever a writer can mix in um, their story with, you know, whatever, whatever mythology, you know, um, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, the Bible or um, like Greek mythology or, you know, something like with, uh, with Wonder Woman. Right. um, And that stuff, it's, uh, I I like things that make me think like, yeah, that, it makes you think a little bit outside the box, you know, like just, mm-hmm. I like stuff like that. And, uh, spawn was like that for me. It, I, I'm so glad that I read it and it was hard to, for me to start like, because it was so dense. Like, yeah, it like, okay. These suicide squad issues, they take me like seven minutes to 10 minutes to read. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. like, boom, boom, boom. Yep. And, and, and OMAC, same thing. They were fast reads. Mm-hmm. A spawn issue was 20 to 25 minutes. And it, it I just loved the journey because I'd go read the letters pages. And it was weird because there were people experiencing what I was experiencing. And just to see, because I, I I'm reading like issues that are old. And yeah. just to see what they were complaining about. They were like, well, Spawn's no longer a superhero. This is turning into like heads talking and stuff like that. What are you doing? Yeah, and then other people, it was, yeah. yeah, and it was cool because it was like other people were saying, man, you turned Spawn from a superhero book into something that, that is much more. And they were like stoked. So you had mm-hmm. like this divider and I was falling somewhere in the middle. And then at some point things just started to click for me. Like it was like, oh my God, this is, this is big. Like this is, I much prefer it more than like the superhero stuff. Then mm-hmm. even if it's talking heads, I, I just got sucked into the world, you know? Yeah. It really is like uh it really is like a soap opera. 
Yeah. Um, from because I I recently had had started at number one and then worked my way up also. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's there, there's so many characters like coming in and out of the series. Right. Um, you you kind of have to read it in chunks or otherwise. Like for me, I forget characters. Yeah, and I, but it, it's so cool because all the all, you said you started from one and like started going forward, and you like get introduced to the clown. You get in you know, oh, yeah. violator. You get introduced to the freak. You get introduced to Overkill, Tremor, <laughs> all them, and yeah. then they, they became toys. And, and, and Angela. In this, yeah, and this in this series <clears throat> they they're coming back to life. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's yeah. like really cool to see it. Like it, it's like wow, you know. Like I like the way Todd responds to like I, I I'm really into like the image creators, and I just like. He's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And this might not be for you. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not going to change back because there's plenty of other superhero books that, that fit that niche. Like you, I can name a hundred right now. Yeah. You, you, you should go read those if that's what you want. That's, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to switch because I don't want to do something that everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." <laughs> <laughs> has uh, have you have you heard like is has he ever said like like how long he wants to go for? Or is oh, he I just think gonna... he, I think he wants to go until he can't do it anymore. Yeah, it, just... it, it is it is so weird though because like early on in his book, he like hands it over to Capulu and other people to draw. Oh and, man, and now. The... The Capullo art is just yeah. amazing. Well, it, it's weird how he talks about it, but he's like Capullo when he first like he says Capullo when he first started with me, he wasn't that good, but I disagree. <laughs> I disagree because yeah. <laughs> I actually thought in some cases of Spawn that he outdid Todd. Like Oh yeah, yeah. I I I, I, per, I actually like when I'm reading Spawn, I prefer the Capullo art personally. Yeah, uh, I like I like Todd writing and and Capullo drawing. Yeah, and then uh, he he actually handed over the reins to other writers too to take over yeah. his book. But the 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 where I'm reading it now, um, he's plotting and story. He's writing the dialogue and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, it was dense. Like, you know, he always does those reporter things. Yeah. There, there was yeah. one issue where there were the report. It, it's so, it's so weird. It's so different than Eric Larson. Eric Larson is like more on the Democratic side, and he just can't stand the other side. But Todd's book is is very insightful because he does all of it. Like, mm-hmm. the top reporter is more like the Democrats, more like CNN. And then you have somebody in the middle that is sort of like Entertainment Weekly, but they're sort of like between the two. And at the very end, you have Fox News, (laughs) the guy from Fox (laughs) News. So it's really cool because you see like something happen in the comic book. And then you see these three reporters just have different views from different perspectives and how they perceive it. And uh, I, I find that fascinating. And then and later on in Spawn, he does the same thing, but with bloggers. 
And it's <laughs> so cool because these people follow Spawn. One's like actually H E H three L L S P W N, and yeah. one one has like a name called like it's like Angela or something like that. And they talk to one another like online, and you see like their online responses, and it it just adds so much to the story. Like it's really cool. I uh. Yeah, I, I've been marathoning through, and I I found out like Spawn was one of those that I would stop getting. Like, I I would read it like for I don't know twenty, and then I I'd say oh yeah I'm gonna break for a while, and and I'd really stop purchasing it, mm-hmm. and it was like the biggest mistake I ever made because <laughs> Spawn books, if you want the physical copy, they are not oh, yeah. cheap. They are not oh, cheap. Yeah. You're going to go $25 just for one issue if you're lucky. And if you're – you could go to 60 to 100 because of how rare they are, and most of them are slabbed. So you can't even yeah. find a raw copy. And I, I yeah. think it's because Spawn fans don't sell their books typically. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just more demand – then there is supply well and it's so like it's such a long-running series like it's because i think it's the longest running series ever right yeah Um, i think it passed uh cerebus with the 300 yeah. yeah um but i think for that fact um you you're gonna get completists you know and and those who know that that having a complete set is going to be um, sought after, so I, right. I think part of that's probably um, has to do with some of the the prices. Because yeah, I've seen like, I mean, I, I've I've been able to get issues that I'm looking for for reasonably cheap, and I should give you my uh, list. <laughs> there there there's a there's a run there that I'm I'm missing like 25 issues and I went to Costa Mal I went to Mile High I went to Atomic Avenue I went mm-hmm. to eBay <clears throat> I can find them on eBay but it's not like I can go oh I want these 10 issues I'm going to go get them because they're like 65 to 100 dollars each yeah. and uh it's like if I'm going to do this I'm going to have to get like one per month um kind of thing and yeah uh, it's because of i think around 200 some of those issues just became a lower print run like it wasn't selling as much Mm -hmm. um and now they're harder to get a matter of fact i was i was glad that i got like the uh the homage covers where he was he was uh drawing spawn after his spider-man and like yeah. batman and all that he was like, talking do- about the the recent ones yeah he was doing the homages well these yeah. ones were like a they're probably a decade old but um oh, okay they uh there was one of the the hulk cover that he did because mcfarland did hulk before he did spider-man and mm-hmm. uh it has the wolverine claws and the Hulk's reflection was in the Wolverine claws. Well, he did the oh yeah, he did the Violator as as Wolverine, and the spawn is reflected in the claws. 
and uh, oh, it's, it's awesome sweet. looking. Plus, he did that Batman cover, and he did that same cover with Spawn, and then he did a he did a take on Amazing Fantasy 15 with Spawn, and then he like took a bunch of his Spider-Man covers and then morphed them over to Spawn. And uh, I missed the I missed the one issue, and I didn't know until I I went to my basement and I was just I want to grab a handful of these and read them, and I'm like, oh shit, I missed this one, and it was like it's like a hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> I'm like, unless I get the Mexican version, because he he, yeah. he he had the the ones from Mexico that he did, and I don't from the outside the the mexican version looks like the english version i mean the fonts are a little different and it looks mm-hmm. a little different but what i'm curious is if you open it is it all in spanish <laughs> yeah that would be interesting yeah, yeah. yeah i've always wondered that too i know i know i have some i actually have a uh, a couple of uh, ones from mexico one of them's a jack a jack kirby one and it's very interesting because it's a demon story with a Batman cover. It, it's so weird um, because it's like a detective comic emblem, uh, and and it is in Spanish, but it's the it, it's actually interiors from the demon, so mm. it, it's very strange looking. But uh, I I didn't want to buy one from the Mexican version if I couldn't read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be the same way. I'd want to yeah. read it. Cause those ones were like nineteen ninety nine as opposed to a hundred. So it's like I, I could buy that, but now I don't know if that's what I want. Yeah, I was on a kick there for a while of trying to, um, fill fill in a bunch of gaps in my spawn stuff, and yeah, it's not. It's not easy. It's because, uh, like you said, there's um, a lot of issues that are are expensive, and um, especially like um, like you said, when they get to the lower print runs. But then you have like the milestone issues, also yeah. like one hundred, two hundred. But like, if you um, go to eBay and you look for like Spawn, I think it's like two thirty six. Um, maybe it's 136, or is it 330s? No, I'm trying to think of what issue it is. Hold on, I just have to bring up what I read. And I'll know oh, I, I see, I see the one you're talking about. It's Spawn 226. 226 is the one with, with the claws. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's two twenty six, yeah. And uh, my comic shop just has the the CGC the con- ones, yeah, the, or the yeah, consignment. consignment. They're consignments, yeah. So I, I'm missing that one, but like the nine eights, they're like a hundred and two dollars, <laughs> or a hundred and twenty five. It just gets worse as you scroll down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I don't want a CGC. I want a raw copy too. And I, yeah, I and those, I, you those can get two, one from Canada for ninety-seven, eighty-three. Those two um, hundreds are all the ones I'm missing too. Yeah, the, 
I'm only missing 226. I have all the ones around it, and then I get to a batch where I don't have it. I actually mm-hmm. bought them digitally because there's a sale, so I can just keep reading. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to acquire them um, over a long period of time. Barb's like, well, you already read it. And I'm, I, it's like one of these compulsion things, you know. Or I, <laughs> I just want to have it. I want to have the complete series. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's like I was saying. That's it. It be it would be an accomplishment to to complete that. It's it's so long running and iconic at this point. Yeah, and I did it for Savage Dragon. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. finished that, but now I want like the cover B's and the cover C's. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you uh, definitely definitely can't do that with spawn there's so many so many dang covers but you'd be surprised the savage dragons are expensive too not nearly there's there's like a ratio it's like a fifth of it but if a spawn is a hundred dollars then you're looking at like 25 or 30 you know what i mean for a savage dragon yeah yeah i didn't know you read spawn like a yeah, cool. yeah, I've 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 been trying to, uh, I've been like I said, I've been trying to fill in the gaps that I have and um, get as close as I can to completing. And I've I've kind of been reading through, reading through from the beginning for a while now, and and then I'm also obviously getting the current ones. Yeah, I'm keeping caught up on the current, but I want to read the ones I didn't read if that makes any sense i, yeah. I want to fill in the holes because the current ones they're they're combining all of that stuff like mm-hmm. there's a she spawn there's the spawn that was the spawn before i because now it's back to the original spawn <laughs> yeah yeah uh, the yeah and uh they're bringing back like characters that we're dead and it's it's very interesting to see like the evolution of it because you're right it it is a huge soap opera and it's like if your mom was right watching days of her lives and she can't stop that's what i am (laughs) with spawn now it's like i i I want to fill in those (laughs) yeah i want to i want to fill those holes that i i know are missing because i'll like read the new issue of spawn and i'm like well, when did that happen? You know, like, I missed it. I need to go back and find out when that happened and how mm-hmm. it happened. Like, how did how do these guys even know each other now? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and what Violator I... is, I mean, the clown is doing dirty stuff all along. And now you got, like, Western Spawn and <laughs> Medieval mm-hmm. Spawn in the comic book and... Yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah, I've been trying to fill like everything that McFarlane does, even like Psycho Circus and or the Kiss the the Kiss Psycho Circus stuff that he did. Mm. <clears throat> and then he did like the Crow he released like a yeah yeah. yeah. So there's like a you can go down a lot of rabbit holes. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh... he's a fascinating guy, though. Like he is, 
he's like one of those guys that you listen to and you you could just listen to him for days cuz he like yeah. gets excited about stuff like when he's I, I don't know if you follow him well you don't do Facebook but he does like a lot on Facebook like he'll especially with Are his you toys about, like, now the... Yeah so I've seen so I um I I, fo- I follow him on uh I think Instagram either Instagram or Twitter where he he posts um the videos. videos videos of him like drawing different things Oh yeah I um, love those and things th- Like and he'll even do like drawing like tips and tutorials and stuff that are really cool oh yeah he'll say well this is how i do explosions and he, yeah, he, I, yeah i saw one where he's doing explosions and he's like i make i actually make the sound when i'm drawing <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was explaining he's like <laughs> here's some dynamite going up boom <laughs> he's like that's how it goes because i i could i i make the sound for it it makes me feel like what i need to draw <laughs> and i'm like this is awesome <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's such a cool guy. Yeah, and I didn't know like how uh I, I'm learning a lot from the Rob observations because he talks a lot about Todd. Uh ta- Todd taught him a lot of what he uh, I I think I think Rob did good financially because of Todd. If if mm-hmm. Todd didn't like take him under his wing and tell him how to do certain things he wouldn't have like deadpools to he's making cash off of deadpool and cable still yeah he, he wouldn't yeah. be doing that so um yeah I, I, when he left marvel todd wanted to uh go into sports uh because todd was a good baseball player he was he was trying out for like minor league baseball or you know like what is it? Um, right below the majors. And, yeah, uh, minor league. Yeah, he didn't make he didn't make the the cut, and he always loved baseball and hockey. And after Spider Man, kind of he kind of ended before he decided to go with Image because Image was sort of <clears throat> an idea that Valentino, Larson, and and um, uh, Liefeld were gonna do. Uh, they were going to mm-hmm. go do some independent comics, and they had already done stuff like for Megaton and stuff like that. And then Spawn jumped, uh, uh, Todd jumped on later after he found out what they were going to do because he was originally going to go to sports cards. Like he wanted to, he wanted to do hockey because that's like, yeah. well, he bought the McGuire ball. I mean, uh, I don't know. Oh if yeah, he, I yeah. Think I, I think I had heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So he's 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 really into sports, and that's why I think he went when he did get the toy thing, the 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 card thing failed, but when he did the toy thing, it succeeded, and that's why he has the NBA and the hockey and the football and all the different toys that you can buy, the action figures, because he likes sports a lot. Yeah, he he um he even writes it into uh he writes it into his comics quite a bit too. Yeah. Well the uh, there was a character in there that he got sued over um in an early spawn. I can't remember his name. It was actually a hockey player that he hated. And that <laughs> hockey player took him to court 
and then hmm. he stopped using that name um, uh. because uh, <laughs> I guess he didn't like him for some reason. <laughs> but it's all it's all pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We talked a lot of Spawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I can talk Spawn for a lot because I'm just uh, fascinated with it. Same yeah. with Savage Dragon. I just, God, those two series. And I probably would do that for Youngblood, but there's just not a lot of it. I own it all. Like, it's, mm-hmm. he, he didn't put out, like, these long-going series. They're, they're a bunch of chopped-up series. And now he doesn't even own Youngblood anymore. So, I guess he got into finance like uh investors and he had to divvy up a lot of his properties so he he kept a handful and he hmm. lost lung young blood i think he still has blood strike which is weird because they're so tied together <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah all right well hmm. we can wrap this one up and i hope you have a a good christmas break and you don't have yeah. to work too much and you can relax or do whatever you're going to do with family um for me it's yeah. going to be quiet we're not doing anything uh my hopefully next year once we're all got shots or whatever i can <laughs> go back and go back to normal a little bit yeah that would be nice yeah i'm hoping to to take some time off hopefully in february or march and just go back home if everything's settled down by then mm-hmm. um, i'd like yeah. to get my dad set up with disney plus and netflix and stuff <laughs> yeah and write down instructions like this is what you do <laughs> yeah sounds like my dad yeah because yeah. my dad loves that shit like when i take mine and then i I Chromecast it onto their TV. Like I was mm-hmm. showing, I was showing him the Mandalorian, and he was in heaven. Like he was, <laughs> he, he was like, "This is a TV show? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a movie." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he yeah. like loved it, and uh, I know funny. he would dig it. You know, so I, mm-hmm. but I also know that he doesn't know how to use like the internet, so. I have to like spell it out and definitely make it easy for him. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we can wrap this one up. It was, it's a fun episode, Kyle. And uh, reach uh, Kyle at K Pettit five on Twitter. I'm at Mike Myers brunch and, uh, our books for next time will either be Supergirl, 1972, 1 through 3, Flash, 1987, 62 through 65, Outsiders, 1 through 4, 2003, and uh, the only volume of Tales of Ghost Castle, 1 and 2. So um, you can join us if you have the app for sure and uh, mm-hmm. follow along. Yep. If I had to guess... Probably Mark Wade's Flash will win, but you never know. Yeah. There's a lot of people that love horror, and Tales of Ghost Castle could win. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'll vote for yet. Got to think about it. I can't vote 
But oh, it, it would depend it on the mo yeah, it doesn't let you. Huh. Um I'm not sure what I would vote for right now. Right now yeah. at this moment I'm in the mood for Supergirl nineteen seventy two. But yeah. a week from now I might not be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yep. I just know the, those Supergirl issues were fun because they were so weird and change her <laughs> costume like every issue. Like it, she was always having different costumes in adventure comics for sure. Hmm. It's very strange. Well, that's got me intrigued now. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, you too. And we'll talk in a week or two, uh, depending yep. on if you can with the holiday and all. I'll yeah, be I'll, here, be, I'll be home. But, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, so I know I can. I'm, I, I'm just glad that I don't have to work anymore for a while. Yeah. And I can actually, I can actually read a lot, and I'm gonna do a lot of uh, maintenance. But uh, there you go. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, I'll talk you too. To you later. Bye. Yep. See ya.